Welcome to the Healthy Leadership Mentor, a podcast hosted by Andrew Gray. Andrew has over 25 years experience as a business owner, not-for-profit leader, keynote speaker, mentor, and consultant. On the show, Andrew talks everything related to leadership, high-performance psychology, and inner life health for leaders in the world of business, sport, not-for-profit, politics, and media. With a tertiary background in sports psychology and a multi-decade career developing healthy, high-performance leaders, Andrew is ready to empower your path towards a healthy and fruitful life. Let's go to today's episode. Welcome to APG Talks. My name is Andrew Gray. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you've been tuning in, welcome back. We are at the last episode in our first season dealing with the subject of leadership in a failing organization. In our previous episode, we touched on the three factors of chapter change, ignorance, vision drift, and succession disasters. Well, in our last episode today, we've got three more factors to talk about how leadership can contribute to the failing of an organization. And I want to conclude this first season with some very important framework help and support on how to go in the opposite direction, to have leadership that contributes to arresting that decline, stabilizing an organization, and hopefully sending it on an upward trajectory, which is what we want to see happen. So let's dive straight into the first factor that we're dealing with in this episode in our season on leadership in a failing organization. What can contribute to that as far as it relates to leadership? I'm talking about the subject of echo chambers and lack of counsel. An echo chamber is exactly what it sounds like. It's where a person sits inside a context of their own creation where they are alone and isolated. And sometimes we can see leaders and leadership teams that get themselves into that situation in the context where they are working and operating, that they exist in what is a virtual echo chamber. In other words, they don't have any external advice external consultation, external viewpoint, even any external internal perspective. And what I mean by that is very few people in the team, people inside the organization are allowed to make comment about the direction, the values, the culture, where things are headed. It's an echo chamber. The leader exists in that space, believing that they already have within them and within their current context, they have all of the answers, all of the wisdom, all of the resources that they could possibly require in order to achieve the mission. Obviously, you know what I'm going to infer. This is foolishness. This is a philosophy built on nonsense. There is no such thing as a leader who can exist in a formulated echo chamber and do a good job leading on behalf of an organization and a community and context that it is meant to be serving. Echo chambers exist by design and by a premeditated position from leaders who essentially have decided, A, they don't need outside counsel, and B, very sadly, they don't want outside counsel. Generally, when we see this taking place in an organization, we're talking about a leader who is very insecure, probably very prideful, very invested in their own viewpoint and nobody else's. And the thing that suffers most is the team, the organization, and those that are meant to be the beneficiaries of the mission. A lack of counsel, a a lack of wise, experienced counsel is a sign on the dashboard of an organization's health check 
that suggests things may be headed in the wrong direction, if not now, then soon. All organisations need external counsel on multiple fronts, whether it be governance, whether it be a health check on the culture of the organisation and the value set that is being operated in. Many, many factors are better off by having an external perspective that is wise and experienced, take a look inside the organisation, look at where there could be problems on the horizon, look at what potential dangers are a threat and could jeopardise the mission that everybody is working so hard for, because sometimes you just can't see everything from the inside. You need someone who's standing at a distance. You need someone who's got a further perspective away from the day-to-day context of what you're doing and the work that you're operating within. Outside counsel is one of the best things an organisation can do in order to help make sure that the work is staying aligned with the mission and that the culture and the values and the health of the people and the health of the team are all pointed in the same direction for maximum output. We don't want to exist in echo chambers and lack of counsel. This is one of the reasons why in my own experience, I've been passionate about developing mentoring programs and consultation programs for leaders and teams and people in all manner of industry and context so that people can get that wise experienced outside counsel and not run the risk of existing in an echo chamber where they won't ever even know if what they're doing is a potential danger to the very mission that they're probably passionate about. Not living in an echo chamber and getting wise, experienced outside counsel is one of the greatest things that a leader and the board and the leadership team can do to secure the future of the organization that they lead. Number two in this episode, Let's talk about types of unhealthy leaders. Now, this could be a long list. I'm going to keep it relatively short, and hopefully you're going to be able to resonate with some of the things that I'm saying. If you are a leader and this touches a nerve, that's just a sign to you that you've got an opportunity to change and do even better than you're already doing. If you're observing a leader that resembles some of the things that I'm about to list out, then you're in a tricky situation where you have to observe and try and ascertain how much of a problem this is to your own context and your own experience and whether or not you can live sustainably in that environment. Let's go through some of these items, types of unhealthy leaders. First of all, we're talking about an angry or volatile leader. We're talking about the kind of leader who blows up at a moment's notice over all kinds of things. The goalposts are constantly changing and because of the anger and volatility, the team and the staff are constantly on edge They don't know whether they can be calm and relaxed. And basically, you have an organization that is in a frozen mode. It doesn't matter where you see uh, people frozen, if it's in sport, if it's in performing arts, if it's in business, if it's in communication. When people freeze up and tense up, it's impossible for their gifts to flow at full potential and to do what they're actually capable of. An angry leader will cause people to walk around on eggshells not knowing what's coming in the next moment. It's a horrible context to exist in. Another type of unhealthy leader that we don't want to be as leaders and we don't want to be led by if we're on the team is the kind of leader who is detached. They only turn up for distributing tasks. They only turn up for things that they have to turn up for. And the rest of the time, they're absent. They're MIA, they're missing in action. There's no sense of them being on the team with the team, but rather they are aloof, detached emotionally, 
in their communication, in their physical presence, and it makes the team feel lonely and insecure and almost a little rudderless. It's unhealthy for a leader to exist with their team in a detached way. Good leaders are invested with their communication, their time, their gifts, their emotions, seeking to be a present team leader and captain who can actually lead the team forward to the goals that have been outlined. Another type of unhealthy leader that we don't want to be and we don't want to exist close to, if we can possibly help it, is the kind of leader who is transactional. A transactional leader is someone who will not connect with the team relationally or emotionally or on any other subject matter other than the work that is required on the daily task list and in the diary. Transactional leaders essentially exist in a manner that says, I will pay you for your hours and you will give me tasks in return. And that is the only roadway that we will ever exist upon. It's such a shame when we see this happen because transactional leadership often turns into manipulative leadership, whereby people uh, exist in a constant standoff or trade-off position where instead of mutually investing in each other's success, you get a trade-off scenario where people start to say and embody the thought that says, I will not give you what you need unless and until you give me what I need. When this occurs, the only thing that can result is further and further separation until ultimately the relationship is living on such a thin thread, it's unsustainable and can't survive any longer. We don't want transactional leadership. We want relational leadership where people are invested on as many fronts as possible with each other so that we arrive at the finish line in a healthy, joyous manner. Here's another type of unhealthy leader for us to understand, and that is the micromanager. Unfortunately, some of you listening and watching this episode uh, are rolling your eyes right now as I describe the micromanager because they exist in too many spaces. It's the kind of person who will give a task or give a context, give delegation of a certain responsibility, and then they're over your shoulder every five seconds checking to make sure that you will do it the way they want it done right down to the nth degree and the finest of details. The biggest problem with this kind of micromanaging leadership style is it engenders distrust between the leader and the team. When a team member feels micromanaged, they feel distrusted. And in a moment's time, I'm going to give you the antidote to this kind of leadership style in the framework that I'm going to present for everybody to adopt. But a micromanaging leader will breed massive quantities of distrust from the team members because they won't believe that they are empowered or believed in or released to get on with the tasks using the gifts and the resources that they do actually have. We don't want this kind of leader. A couple more types of unhealthy leaders that we don't want to see contributing to decline in the organization is the unpredictable leader. This is the kind of person who's a little bit like the angry, volatile leader that I mentioned a moment ago, but the unpredictable leader is the kind of person who's always moving the vision goalposts. You come to work one day and things are a certain way, you come back the next day and things have totally changed again. Nobody can get a read on where he or she is going, what the ultimate outcome is, how you're going to get there, what values you will embody on the journey, on the way there. The unpredictable leader breeds insecurity. If the micromanager breeds distrust, 
then this leader that we're talking about who is unpredictable, they breed insecurity. People need to know that the leader is predictable in their values, in their communication, in their mood, in their responses, in their treatment of team members. Predictability. I'm not suggesting for a moment that we extinguish a little spontaneity and the ability to be flexible. Not at all. I'm talking about a leader who gives enough sufficient predictability that the team feels secure and stable and like it's an environment that they want to exist in for a long time. Let me give you one more type of unhealthy leader before we move to this step-by-step framework that I mentioned a moment ago. That is the leader who lacks discernment. A leader who lacks discernment, who just simply doesn't have gifts of wisdom and insight and essentially the ability to see forward which really is one of the core prerequisites of anybody being in a leadership position. If you're leading, then you're at the front. If you're at the front, you should have a better view than those who are behind you. Therefore, if you can't see well into the future, if you don't have the discernment to make good decisions, if you can't use wisdom and insight for discerning decision-making, people are going to feel like they are at jeopardy of things going wrong on a constant basis. The the leader who lacks discernment is an unhealthy leader whereby the team begins to feel like the leader cannot get them where they need to go. And what happens is the followability of that person diminishes drastically. Let's get to our third and final point in this season on leadership in a failing organization. I want to end with one more point, and I'm going to talk about a framework for healthy leadership. I'm going to give you four phrases, and these are time-tested, proven phrases that I've used in my own contexts and my own experiences, and the result seems to have been very consistently that team and staff feel secure and ready to do their role, and ready to do well, and to enjoy their place in the team. And so I'm going to give you four phrases that are all connected. They are sequential, they belong to one another, and when leaders can learn to adopt the philosophy and the spirit of these phrases, and begin to utilize these principles, and if necessary, even use the exact wording of these phrases, this has the power and the potential to transform an organization and set it up for growth and scalability and future success because the very best organizations, whether they are businesses, schools, sporting organizations, the very best organizations are those that are getting the most out of every single person who's in the vision and on the team and they're enjoying the journey of fulfilling that mission together. So here we go, a framework for healthy leadership. I'm going to read these four phrases together in sequence, and then I'm going to break them down one at a time to give you even better understanding of what's going on. So here we go. The first phrase goes like this. If I picked you, it means I trust you. The second phrase, because you are trusted, go make decisions and solve problems. Number three, if you hit a roadblock, my phone is on and my door is open. And number four phrase, if I think you've done a bad job and you don't hear it from me, you're off the hook. Those four phrases have the power to create a healthy framework for leadership within teams. Let's pick up that first phrase again. If I picked you, it means I trust you. Number one, this phrase and this philosophy helps the team member to feel trusted 
from day one. They've already earned trust because they were selected. Number two, it puts positive pressure on the leader to get their own personnel selection right. So the onus is on the leader to do a good job in selecting the team member. If I picked you, it means I trust you. Number two, because you're trusted, go make decisions and solve problems. The ultimate empowerment for a team member is to know that they're trusted to go and do the job they were chosen for. You want people free to make decisions, try out those training wheels of solving problems so that together the organization gets stronger and broader. Number three, if you hit a roadblock, my phone is on and the door is open. In other words, I'm available to you. If you run into a problem, no stress, come and see me. We'll fix it. We'll solve it together. And then number four, if I think that you did a bad job and you don't hear it from me, then you're off the hook. If a team member does a bad job, which inevitably is going to happen at some point, the leader has to have enough uh, good leadership sense to go to that team member and say, listen, that wasn't your greatest attempt, but don't stress. I'm going to show you why, and I'm going to show you how to improve it so that next time when you're still trusted, you'll do even better. That is the art of developing others within. Those four phrases have got the power to build a healthy framework for leadership in any organization. And I'm urging you, if you're in a leadership role, adopt this philosophy, adopt this wording if you want to, and get it moving in your organization. I guarantee you, over time, if you stay consistent, you will see incredible health in your team, more empowerment, more productivity, more happier team members fulfilling the purpose that they were gifted to do. Well, that about summarizes the entire season and our last episode of leadership in a failing organization. I want to encourage you, especially if you're a team member and not a leader presently, I want to encourage you to observe the indicators of decline, pay attention, have a think about what you can do to improve the organization and take lessons into your own future, particularly as we look forward to a future season where I will talk about the super important subject of leveling up your own leadership, leveling up your own leadership, how to take your leadership to a whole new level so that you become even more useful and necessary in the context you find yourself in. Well, that wraps it up. We're going to go into the next few weeks where we have special guests from diverse fields in life, where we'll hear their stories and learn their lessons. I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode of APG Talks. And that is our final installment on the subject of leadership in a failing organization. All of the links and channels are in the show notes below. You can get a hold of those so that you can get in contact with me and be in touch. And I can't wait to bring you our next season and our next round of guests sharing their stories. Tune in next time. Bye for now. You have been listening to The Healthy Leadership Mentor with Andrew Gray. This episode was proudly sponsored by APG Elite, home of world-class mentoring, management and consulting. Find out how APG Elite can help transform your organisation by visiting apgelite.com.au or if you would like to subscribe to Andrew's weekly newsletter, you can do that by visiting andrew-gray.ck.page. For all other links, including Instagram and TikTok, see the show notes. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in.